I can step up, be the leader that I should have been all along, and I can turn this around. And so ultimately, that's what I did. Hello, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or you've lost your gratitude journal once again, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach. And I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Julie Boyer here, and today I'm bringing you another amazing guest. I'm welcoming Lisa Limita. She is an incredible leader in her own right, but also um, the founder of Rise Leadership Circle with her daughter, Kayla. And you'll hear about their story during the interview because it's really powerful to hear how Lisa has grown as a mom and an entrepreneur at the same time and developed her leadership skills. She shares her story about feeling a lack of worthiness in business and how that ended up getting her in some pretty serious hot water in her very successful seven-figure business. Lisa made the decision to take responsibility for her actions and turned things around. And today she is in service of other female entrepreneurs who want to make a world of difference and just need some guidance and coaching to get there. So thank you again for tuning into this episode. I love it when you come back and listen in, and I wanted to invite you to join me over on TikTok. I know, I know you might be rolling your eyes and thinking, oh my gosh, what am I going to do over there on TikTok? However, I've been having a lot of fun on TikTok and I'm doing something a little bit different. I've been sharing 30 days of gratitude on TikTok. So I'm sharing paragraphs from my book each one day at a time, and then sharing extra gratitude tips as well. It's a great place if you want to connect and talk about all things gratitude. So I'm easy to find on TikTok. You can either find me through Wake Up With Gratitude or my name, Julie Boyer. Both will get you to my account. I'd love to meet you over there. We can have fun doing the TikTok thing all around gratitude. Okay, friends, let's go and share this interview with Lisa Limita. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer. And today I've got Lisa Limata on with me. She is the co-founder of Rise Leadership Circle with her daughter, Kayla. She has so much to share with us. Um, She's been through some really difficult and challenging life lessons. Uh, She calls herself a life coach for entrepreneurs, and she has the training and certification to back it up. And I love the way she works. And I also love the way that giving back and gratitude is a really big part of what she is doing. So Lisa, hello and welcome. Hi, Julie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Me too. I feel like this has been a long time coming. We connected. I love this. We connected through Instagram. Uh, You did a, you and I did a short interview for one of your uh, programs that you were doing about, you know, for female entrepreneurs and we'll get into all of that, but 
As I always love to start the podcast, I'd love to hear some of your story. I mentioned you've been through some pretty challenging life lessons, but um, how, like, tell me a little bit about, you know, your childhood and how you grew up and, you know, a little bit about that story too. Yeah. So, um, well, I grew up in upper Michigan in a very small town, which is where I've circled back to and where I'm living again now. Um, and you know, just very humble beginnings, I would say. And, um, you know, I, I got married really young, uh, not, I dropped out of college, got married, started a family very young and kind of feel like I am living my second career, I guess you could say right now. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a really interesting journey from where I started to where I am now. And I'm not sure how much of that you want me to really get into, but, um, yeah, well, I'll just say yeah, no, I'll ask some more questions because I kind of know some of your stories. So I actually was curious, like, did you grow up with, were your parents entrepreneurial or business owners or was it like a traditional, you know, nine to five job kind of thing? Mm, yeah. So my dad was, um, he had owned a drywall company when I was really young. He was a carpenter by trade and then ended up selling the company, going to work for someone else. My mom was a bank manager. So really, I don't know. I, I think I probably got it from my dad, this desire to do my own thing and be an entrepreneur. And I have been one off and on, gosh, since probably 2000. So for quite a few years now, I've been on this entrepreneurial journey. Now, was that when you started your day spa or that came a little bit later? That started in 2007. So um, prior to that, so I was a hairdresser by trade initially. And prior to that, I had been renting and owning my own solo space since 2000. So I had been on my own and then opened a pretty large day spa hair salon. And we opened our doors just before the economic crash. Of 2008, we opened November 1st, I think it was 2007 and less than a year later was when the economy kind of fell apart. So, so tell me a little bit about that story. Cause I know that a lot of the life lessons that you gained as you do your work today with rise leadership circle. And as you know, a life coach, uh, you said it came from that time when you had the day spa. So what was that experience like for you and what you know, kind of brought you into this world of coaching. Mm, yeah. So it really was this full circle experience. As I mentioned, we opened our doors, you know, right at the time there was an economic crash happening and that was a blessing in so many ways. So, um, you know, what it forced me to do, especially being in, for those of you who are old enough to remember that time, what happened was people just stopped spending on anything that was not considered a necessity, right? So we were considered a luxury item. We were, a, um, you know, we were a day spa, we were a hair salon. We, we were not something that was like a requirement. And so we were like, wow, we've got to get creative because people are really tightening their belts. There was a lot of fear happening. People just weren't spending, they weren't traveling. They weren't spending on luxury. And so we had to reinvent ourselves at that time. And we decided that we were going to be the space that they would spend any discretionary money. We took it from the angle of people are under so much stress. There is so much fear happening. They've canceled their vacations. They're in this space. So what if we create an environment where we are like their trip away? right? What if we become the space that is local and close at hand where they can really truly come to be in this little bubble where they can de-stress, relax, be treated like a VIP for a simple massage or a simple facial. 
And so we really took that to heart and implemented, uh, implemented like world-class customer service. Like we just went all in on being the best that we could be for the price of a, a facial, the price of a massage. And so I learned a lot in that experience. I mean, and, and it worked. We hit seven figures. I believe it was our second full year in business that we actually hit seven figures as a small business. And, you know, it was like really having this philosophy of people first and making everyone feel welcome. Didn't matter who you were. Didn't matter what you look like. You walked into our doors, you were going to be VIP and you were going to feel like, you know, part of a family. And so people really fell in love with that and, and it became very successful which was fantastic. We grew very quickly. There were other, um, you know, spas and salons closing their doors. Our competitors were closing their doors and their employees were coming to us. And what was magical about that formula is we were able to take them in. We were able to grow. But here's the part of my story that really, that really kind of led me to where I am now. So in the process of all of this happening, um, I was growing, I was trying to discover who I was as a leader. I wasn't a, a you know, I didn't have a business degree. And what happened for me was we suddenly I was the seven figure business owner, but my identity around who I was hadn't shifted, right? I was afraid of that much money and I didn't feel worthy of managing that money. I had this belief system that I'd carried with me my whole life of like, who am I to do this? I don't know how to manage this money. And so I outsourced it. I outsourced the management of my money thinking that somebody else would do it, could do it. I didn't have to worry about it. I could just do what I was good at. And I'm going to make a very long, complicated story, very short for the purpose of this podcast, but um, that didn't work. <laughs> outsourcing, outsourcing the money was a huge mistake. And um, at 2009, so my 2009, my daughter had a stroke. She was 19 at the time. And it was very unexpected. She was very healthy. It was very out of the blue. She called me one day. She was actually um, in college in the same town that I, I was in. She called me. She was working the front desk. And I was out for a run that day. And she was like, hey, I'm not really feeling good. Um, I'm just, I'm feeling kind of weird. She was saying something like, I feel like my blood is jumping in my veins. I was like, what? what are you talking about? You know, what do you mean? And she's like, I don't know. I had a little caffeine today. Maybe it was the caffeine. Like I, I'm just feeling funny. I was like, okay, why don't you like eat a banana, have some orange juice or something, just sit down for a minute, you know, and see how you feel. I mean, I didn't know, I would, you know, I didn't know. And then she called me back and she was like, oh, you know, now I'm feeling kind of tingly. Like my left arm and my left leg are feeling tingly. I was like, okay. Um, and in my mind, I'm thinking stroke, but I'm like, she's 19 she's fine. You know, I was like, I'll, I'll be right there. So I just, at that time got home. I, I lived almost next door to the business, changed my clothes, ran into, and she just didn't look right. I was like, okay, get in the car. Still didn't call 911, which is what I should have done, but she was talking and, and, you know, she got up out of the break room and kind of walked almost like straight into the wall, like just sort of like bounced off the wall. I was like, wow, what? Okay. Get in the car. Like, let's go. We get to the ER. And, and uh, long story short, after about five hours of testing, they were like, she has had a stroke. And the next thing you know, it was like 30 people running into the room and she's in ICU and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And it was like, that was one of those moments where I was just like, okay, life as I know it just changed, just changed. And my whole focus became getting her well and trying to figure out what was happening. So, you know, long story short, um, 
she ended up needing to have heart surgery to close a hole in her heart about seven months later. And there was a long period of time in there where they were sending us to doctors all over the state. And, you know, they were, they were trying to figure out the best course of action. And so I really kind of unplugged from work at that time. You know, I was maybe just going in part of the time and and wasn't really there. Um, And to complete this story, she's doing great. She's well, she had heart surgery. She had a full recovery. She's amazing. She's my business partner. And um, there were just, there were so many things we both learned through that process. Um, But for today's story, for the sake of today's story, I got back to the salon, the spa full time and was kind of getting back into things. And one of my managers uh, pulled me aside and she was like, you know, I just think something isn't quite right here. Something's not, something's not quite right. I'm not getting paid back for some, some things I'd purchased. And she was just like, I, I just want you to look into it. So long story short, um, I realized that I really didn't know where the finances of my company were. We hired a CPA. I called them to come in and do a complete audit which they did and discovered that uh, we were actually in debt to the IRS. And I had no idea. I had no idea. And there's reasons for that. And, and, you know, there's reasons why I didn't know. And I thought I knew, and um, I just can't share all of the details of what had happened, but long story short, it was a big, big wake up call. And I knew I had a decision to make in that moment. You know, at that point I had, I don't know, 25 or 30 employees who depended on me for their livelihood. Um, I had a moment where I was like, okay, I can either say I failed, you know, close the doors, walk away, move on, or I can step up, be the leader that I should have been all along, and I can turn this around. And so ultimately, that's what I did. You know, I just was like, I take full responsibility. And I'm not going to blame anyone else for what happened. I could have chosen that route. Maybe it would have made sense to choose that route. I was justified. However, I was like, what's that going to do that? Ultimately, at the end of the day, this is my ship. Like I was the one responsible to be the captain of the ship and I let go of the reins. And so I hired my very first, um, you know, coach and consultants to come in. I hired the CPA to really help me get things turned around. Um, They came in and helped us completely redo the books. Then the coaching consultants, I went, well, it was almost like going back to school. I learned business finance for salons. I learned how to understand a cash flow plan and a profit and loss statement and understand my money and understand the books. And I became confident in trusting myself again with money and managing money and being the leader I should have been in the first place. But I'll tell you, turning the ship around from where we were to where we ultimately got to be when I was able to sell the business was like turning around the Titanic in a big way. It was and avoiding the iceberg again, because you'd already, you'd already had a hole from the iceberg, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, it it was that, you know, it was during that time that I hired, um, or that I actually decided that I wanted to go to take some training to become a life coach. Um, especially leading a company. I was like, you know, my, my employees come to me for a lot of things that are beyond work and I just want to be a better leader. And I was receiving powerful coaching so I went and took a certification in, uh, in life coaching and I loved it. It like, it really transformed me. I mean, I felt like, you know, I wanted to be a better leader, but I changed from the inside out. Everything was different and who I became was different and the leader I became was different. And so then I just knew someday, someday I'm like, this is going to be the thing I do. So it's weird how life takes us in, you know, in the way that it does to where we're meant to go. 
Absolutely. And in your story, you really touch on so many things that female entrepreneurs and especially female entrepreneurs that are parents go through that are really unique, I think, to women or the female or those that identify as female experience, you know, that feeling of worthiness. I mean, we don't really know. I'm not saying this doesn't happen, but most men never run into that like feeling of not worthy, right? Like you said, of like not worthy of having that much money coming in. This is not uncommon, right? A business grows, there's lots of money coming in, but there's no money staying in the business. It all goes right back out because we're not managing it properly. We're not, we haven't raised our financial thermometer or thermostat higher so that we can hang on to that money and and do more things with it. Um, The other thing too, that I, you know, that is really important, I think in your story too, is like that moment where you had to make the decision between being a parent and being a business owner. Um, and you, of course, which most of us would just with our heart first would just be taking care of our kid, uh, that could have also taken your business out just that alone. And it's amazing that you had with your attitude, like, I think I'm just trying to point out some of the parts of your story that I think people might want to take to heart is that you said that you built a salon on customer service and treating people well, first and foremost. And so when you, it's like pouring, you know, you poured into others with what you had to offer before you needed them. And then in your time of need, it was like, there wasn't like, did you feel like that? Did you feel like, you know, when it was your time of need, did you feel like, oh my gosh, like I can't leave, you know, the business, like nobody's going to know what to do. Or did you feel like I've built this team and I can, they can handle it and I'm okay. We'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. My friends, I have a gift for you. I created a beautiful gratitude meditation that you can download directly to your phone. What I love about this gratitude meditation is that it's a great way to start your day. And I encourage you to turn your phone on airplane mode before you go to sleep. And the nice thing about having a meditation that's downloaded to your phone is that you don't need to turn your phone off airplane mode before you start your day with gratitude. So to access this gratitude meditation, please visit bit.ly forward slash gratitude love letter. It's all one word and gratitude, love, and letter are all capitalized. So that's bit.ly forward slash gratitude, love, letter. As a bonus, I'll be sharing with you my weekly gratitude, love letter into your inbox. It's something that will bring joy and happiness and of course, gratitude to your inbox every single week. That way you'll never miss another episode of the podcast You'll hear about other podcasts and blogs and articles that I find interesting and want to share with you. And I also share some of my favorite photos that I've taken that week. So if we're not connected on social media, you'll get the best of wake up with gratitude in your inbox as well. All right, friends, let's get back into this episode of the podcast. Yeah, I built a team and that was something that we had actually done really well is, you know, when I went through that major wake up call, I didn't feel alone. Like I had a team of, uh, you know, people who were leaders in my company who actually, you know, I was just really open book and honest with them. I was like, look, here's where we're at. This is what happened. Will you 
will you help me turn the ship around? And fortunately they were like, yeah, we're in, we're here, let's do it together. And so that's one of the things that I think was really on my side is that I had people in my corner who were willing to stand beside me, to learn with me and to, to grow with me. And that's not always this, that the case in the industry, like spa and hair, like people often move around and, you know, they're not necessarily loyal. It's a tricky, tricky industry. And, you know, sometimes it is hard to keep really good employees. I think any business owner probably struggles with that of keeping good employees. So uh, I really think those are important things for our listeners to take with them is that this idea of, you know, leading with customer service first and also treating your employees with that same level of kindness and gratitude. And, you know, their loyalty then becomes boiled in. You don't have to force anybody to stick around. So yeah, you sold your spa. Mm -hmm. I did. So what was that? So that was, that's a big experience. Did you already know what you were going to do after you sold it? No, I didn't. So After all of that, you know, I became an empty nester. My son had left for college and there was me by myself. And my mom had been ill for a couple of years. So I sold the spa in 2015, 2013 to 2015. I was really the primary caregiver for my mom who was four hours away. And so again, having a team I could rely on at that point, I, I was leaving every weekend on Friday, coming back maybe Tuesday morning and really just caring for my mom who was terminally ill. And, you know, as this was all happening, I was like, you know, I think maybe it's time for me to live closer to home. I think that it's time, you know, I'm an empty nester here. I'm not, I don't have anything holding me here. I'd gone through a divorce. I, you know, it's like, I think it's time to move. And so, um, you know, that whole process, I was ready to release it, but, but I think I share the story a lot is like, I I wasn't releasing it because I hated it. I wasn't like, I'm done with this. I hate this. I want to be done. I loved it, but it was annoying. It was like, there was something coming and it was just time to release. And it was time to let go. Like that chapter in my life was coming to an end and I knew it. And, um, so it was really hard in a lot of ways because my identity was very tied into being a business owner. I had had this amazing team. They had stood beside me and and done life with me. And, you know, that part was really difficult to say, Hey, I think it's time for me to move on. And I, I, think there probably were hurt feelings. And, you know, it was, it was just, um, it was a really difficult time in a lot of ways. It was like trusting an inner knowing that I had, even though maybe it didn't make sense. But that's the lesson right there as well as this being able to understand and trust our intuition. And perhaps if you had stayed on for longer, you would have ended up hating it and regretting it. And that would have toxified the whole environment for everybody. So mm-hmm. uh, business decisions like these are never really easy. They're not meant to be, right? That's the whole point. If business were easy, every business would be successful. Right. Exactly. It's, it's not. And you you actually made a decision. You could have walked away long before, mm-hmm. right? When you went through your, you know, your huge financial upset and you're owing to the IRS and all these things, it probably would have been the easier path to just say, I'm done with this, walk away. Right. Yeah for sure it would have been the easier path. You know, I, I, I never really had the thought. I never really, it was never, you know, like, oh, maybe I should just do this. I mean, I, I really was committed in my soul, but there were so many nights that, you know, I was awake at 2 a.m. Like, what am I doing? I'm so scared. Am I going to make payroll? Are we going to survive this? You know, and if anybody is listening, who's gone through that, or who is going through that, you know, what I'm talking about is just the, the, questioning the not knowing and the just needing to take it day by day 
And I think I just really learned to take it minute by minute, day by day. You know, something I learned through that too, I, I, I really was a person who kind of did the hustle and grind and the, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to make this happen and, and make it happen by force of like sheer willpower and determination. And, and it works. I worked really, really hard. I think I probably burnt out myself and my team in the process. You know, we, we worked super hard. We hustled our way through. And so I knew that whatever I did next, there was, I was going to discover that there had to be a better way than burning out. So you moved back to your hometown or where you grew up. Okay. And then what, so you are in business with your daughter rise Mm -hmm. leadership circle, uh, an incredible organization. Um, not only are you a life coach, you do incredible events. You, uh, you did an amazing, uh, opportunity for entrepreneurs to have support and financial support. You do grants. So how did this idea come about? Your daughter had graduated college at this time. Yeah. So my daughter is now 31. Um, we've been partners together. We're in our third year together. So she was already in her late twenties. She'd worked in corporate America. She'd gone on to get her life coaching certification and had a business of her own. I think she'd been in private practice for two or three years when we joined forces. Okay. I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, yeah. So, so the trajectory of that was when I sold the business. I mean, I, I really, I think I'd mentioned to you before my mom passed away, I sold the business and I moved in and it all culminated in the span of one week. Like it all happened within a week. And that left me in this really just total identity crisis. I was like, who am I right now? I'm not a daughter. I'm not a business owner. You know, my kids are on their own, like just a whole, and I was burnt out. I was completely burnt out. And so I took some time to really um, figure out who I was. I mean, I, I went through kind of a big health crisis at that time. You know, they say like when things kind of settle down is when all of a sudden all the health things, you know, kind of pop up in the quiet moments um, that I had to really overcome and deal with. But but honestly, for me, like what that brought me to, as I mentioned before, was just seeking for this other way. I was like, I'm going to do this again. But I I see people who are building businesses and they are not burning out and they are thriving and their families are thriving. And what's the secret? That's the way I'm going to do it. And so it became this exploration of how do I do this and in a way that is just aligned with my soul, doesn't require me to, you know, hustle and grind but like, what's this other way? And it became a really big, like spiritual awakening for me. Um, my daughter was kind of going through something similar, you know, having been through a stroke is like, we were both just on this path and we're really close. We're really, really close. So we were on this path of discovering together, you know, what is, what's, what's manifesting? How do we bring our spiritual journey into this? Like, what if we built a business based on maintaining, you know, energy first and understanding energy and how that feeds into business. And so we started exploring on our own and then ended up realizing we were doing the same work, with the same type of people. Um, it was kind of a little bit of divine intervention, how we finally connected and, and decided to do this together. I love it. And I, it's, I'm sure you are closer in age. So I know this, the question always comes up, you know, are you sisters? Are you family? Right. That comes up a lot. It's, how is it though working with your daughter? Like, I, I just, I feel like there would be a lot of really good mm-hmm. stuff, but some challenges too, like working with obviously like your very close family like that. Does it present its own set of challenges? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, I mean, in some ways it's so amazing. I, I feel like we are so grateful for the journey together. And then in other ways, like it has really forced us 
to see each other as woman to woman versus mother to daughter. And to really look at some of the patterns and the ways that we, um, the ways that we show up and the way that we do life and business. And so we actually hired a coach to just coach us on our partnership this past year. We've been working together with maybe eight or nine months. We've been working with her and it's so phenomenal. Like our relationship has grown so much closer. We, and I think that's been a big thing is like really just seeing who each of us is as a woman, as a human first. And then learning how to be in partnership with each other, which is a completely different thing than being mother daughter. Yeah, that's awesome. What a, and what an interesting way to have a family business, right? When we think of family business, often we think of family business like a traditional setting, like your daughter would come and take over at the spa and work her way up, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And this is really, like you said, you've come in as a partnership. You both have similar training. I mean, you have different life experiences, but certainly, uh, you know, Kayla sounds like she's had some pretty serious life experience at such a young age to bring into mm-hmm. life coaching. And I love that. So Tell me a little bit more about the kinds of ways that you are serving your clients. You said you, you know, focusing on energy as well. And I know gratitude also is a big part of what you're doing. So tell me how you serve your community. So one of the things that we wanted to do when this all came to be, so, so we mapped out this business sitting on a beach in San Diego a couple of years ago, we had this notebook between us and we were like, okay, what is the, like, what's the dream business? What's the business we want to build for us, but for them, right? And what do we see? And we started talking about this way of doing business differently. We really see that business is shifting. It's not the um, climb the ladder of success and then you're the only one at the top, right? But we saw it differently as, you know, particularly as women, what we're really great at is collaboration and relationships. And so we were like, what if the la- the the success was actually a circle and not a ladder? And we would see groups of women joining arms together in circle and like we rise together. That's where the name came from. You know, we, we rise when we were all together. And so we started talking about this idea of circles and water and ripple effects. And, and we were like, you know, what's the ripple effect? What if for every dollar a woman invested into our company, we could then create a ripple effect that was even farther reaching than that, right? And so we we started, we decided from the get-go that we would earmark a certain percentage of income that would go towards giving back in a variety of ways. And it's been so fun. And it, I think it just fills us up that it's like, yes, if a woman says yes, and she comes in and she invests in herself, someone else wins too. So we've been able to do some really cool things. Um, we've given away... Um, I think it's like $60,000 now since we started, but we've been able to give to, it's been so fun and so rewarding. Um, we gave to an organization called I Heart World, which helps to end uh, sex trafficking. It helps to rehabilitate women who've been victims in, the se- in sex trafficking. They're doing some really big things across the country. We've also been able to invest when COVID hit, we decided to invest at the grassroots level and we were able to give uh, $2,000 grants to entrepreneurs and business owners who needed a helping hand during that time. And now this, so we've done a few rounds of that. And now this year we have an event coming up in September where we'll be awarding a $10,000 grant for someone to fund their mission. Who's ready to, to just really create a movement with their mission. So we've experimented with a lot of different ways and it's just really, really fun. And and it's on behalf of our whole community too, which is really special. 
Wow. That's, it's truly amazing. I, I love when I first met you, I was like, I don't really understand. Like, this is, how are they like helping so many people at the same time? Like, I just love that that was built into your business right from the beginning. And it's really part of your, the way that you are and the way that you live. And so tell me just a bit about, you know, if you look at your day and your week, you know, how does gratitude show up for you in your day, in your lifestyle? What does that mean for you? Mm. So gratitude for me, it, it's, it's like a present moment gratitude. I mean, first and foremost, I am so grateful for my family and my life partner and, you know, all of the things that I have in my life, but goes without saying. And I also think it's the present moment gratitude. It's like gratitude for being able to have a connection like this and to share my story in a way that maybe just helps one other person, you know, to move forward in her life. Um, and so I don't know that I have a formal practice. I know that some people love to gratitude journal. And I think I do that like maybe sort of naturally, but I don't necessarily sit down with a gratitude journal every day. Sometimes I do. It's really for me being present to my life. And that's something I learned, I think, going through what I went through is not taking things for granted, but being grateful for this moment and the next moment and just being present. I think to me, that's the fundamental gratitude practice is the present moment, right? Gratitude for the moment right in front of us. Gratitude for waking up, gratitude for our health, right? Gratitude for our family and the things that we can take for granted so easily. And that's a beautiful way to infuse your life with gratitude. I love that so much. Lisa, um, you briefly mentioned your September event. Now, of course, you might be listening to this at a different time. Um, We're talking about September 2021. And um, if you want to find out more about what you're doing, what you're up to, and this event, where's the best place to find you? The best place to go, if you want to find out particularly about this event too, would be our website. So it's riseleadershipcircle.com. And you can read about all that we're doing there on the site. That's super simple. And um, I just want to say that, you know, you brought so much in such a short time for us, you know, these, these themes and these lessons around worthiness and taking responsibility for our actions and these, you know, ways to find our identity when our identity has been lost. And, you know, for women that might be listening right now and women that are entrepreneurs and might be dealing with some of these things, if you could give them just, I know one piece of advice doesn't seem like a lot, but for one person, that one piece of advice might be the one thing that they need. And what would that be from you? It would be to trust your heart, trust your heart, because your heart, our minds can tell us all kinds of things, right? Our our ego minds can get in the way and tell us we're not enough, but there's another part of you. It's, you know, I kind of use heart and soul, like interchangeably is like when you, Trust that inner guidance, it will never steer you wrong. Will never steer you wrong. Perfect. I love that. Simple, beautiful, and we can all remember to do that. Lisa, I thank you so much for joining us. Uh, friends, make sure you're checking out Rise Leadership Circle with Lisa and her daughter Kayla. And you know, I am just so incredibly grateful that we had this chance to share your story and your wisdom with our listeners today. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you, Julie. Thank you for listening right to the end of the podcast. I hope this episode inspired you to choose to practice gratitude in different ways than you might have before. 
If you're not already following the podcast on your favorite app, all you have to do is click on the check mark or plus sign under the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast name to make sure that you're alerted of all the new episodes. If you really enjoy this podcast and want others to hear about it, it would mean so much if you could leave a review on your favorite app. Your review can help others to find the podcast and start to join us in choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.